In the final days, the Silmarils will be gathered together from the earth, from the sky, and from the waters. Um, you collected some souvenirs, um, you paid some tributes, and curiosity got the better of you, and you found a medallion, tarnished and burned, um, and one that you didn't recognize and hadn't noticed uh, or meant anything to you in the past or anything like that. Upon inspection, you wrote it clean, and you found on the, the official side of it, um, a black, the black tree of, uh, a symbol of the black tree. And that's where we ended it. Um, making you feel very angry and confused and a little upset. Very angry. <laughs> angry. <laughs> Piecing together some of more of these lost puzzle pieces that seem to like build up a picture of um, sequence of events that uh, like joining the dots going backwards and forwards and back. um, creating more questions and answers I thought I got my revenge in the past but it turns out it's just begun <laughs> <laughs> possibly yeah. probably maybe we don't know um, again more questions yeah, and answers happening. Nothing will stop us. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Make some interesting conversations at the wedding. Um, but yeah, don't you worry about that. <laughs> One big council meeting going on. <laughs> In the meantime, um, Estelle and Dylan Trust, uh, <clears throat> accompanied with Lily, Marwen, Freya, Olwi, Olwi, uh, Nostriel, Mother. Four hobbits, load of carriagemen, um, some Bunch geese. Of geese. <laughs> Six geese. Are all navigated their way north, and by the time um, nighttime came, they pushed on for an extra 45 minutes to an hour or so before finding themselves in the open flap. Like wind swept snow drifts of Egrion. 
Um, you decide to circle the wagons, so to speak. Um, start a small little campfire, and then proceeded to trample down some of the snow and the surrounding snow. Trying to form it as some kind of a campsite. Wind is howling down the misty mountains, uh, blowing um, from a, a north easterly direction. So it's sweeping down the mountains. Um, it's not snowing as yet, but it has been on and off all day. Um, and those of you that want to do um, some kind of weather forecast, you can safely assume that will be snowfall tomorrow as well. If not heavier than what it was today. Um, those of you that have tents, you can climb into your tents. Everybody else takes their turns at sleeping in the carriages. Um, carriages are not designed to be slept in, they're designed to be sat in and taken from place to place. Um, if you. Let's go on though, Sally. Yeah, if you were planning on um, uh, staying in them, then you would have a caravan. Um, somewhere along the same lines as what uh, King Aragorn and Lady Arwen are traveling in at the moment. Um. Much larger, uh, much stronger vehicle. Um, I didn't know there was caravans. You, you could. Um, I would have chosen. Have a carriage. <laughs> take carriages. Take carriages. Um, I thought that was all there was. Well, um, yeah. Um, for longer excursions, things like that, you would take a caravan. Um, Caravans come in a variety of sizes, but in the human territories, they tend to have like wheels and it's made of wood, um, with a roof, a small fireplace <laughs> in them. Usually, thing I'm thinking, you think, you think of those things that you would find like like um, travelers would use. Beautifully uh, decorated, um, probably accommodate one, two people at most, um, and you see them around various fairgrounds and showgrounds and things like that, um, for festivals, circuses, and things like that. Those kind of things. Um, carriages are great for getting you ATB, but for staying overnight in, they're quite uncomfortable. Temperature plummets considerably overnight. Um, it drops to around about minus seven. This is degrees centigrade. I assume, yeah. I assume you're all taking watches. Yes, well, that was something that we sorted out prior yeah. to yeah. finishing. Yeah, I know. So I you know, taking watches. Um, you organize your watches. You take time to do, uh, uh, so everybody gets at least some rest. Um, morning comes. Morning comes very late. It's winter. Um, dark mornings, dark nights. Uh, daylight hours are very few and far between. Morning does eventually come. Um, the sun takes a long time to actually ascend over the t over the uh, over the misty mountains. You can just barely make a, make a guess as to when sunrise is because of the obscurity of the misty mountains. 
Um, we wait until you start to see the beams of light just cutting through those jagged, rocky uh, formations. Clouds, snow clouds, definitely descending, heading your way. Um, as the tops of the Misty Mountain states become more and more obscure. Gently snowing. I know, I know. I made snacks for the journey mm -hmm. with Lily. Um, All the way through the night, Lily has just... And I'm thinking of what to do <laughs> with like the campfire to make like something for the morning. Okay. Like hot, like hot, hot drink. And stuff. Doctor, okay, yeah. Um, I was all the way through the night. Oh, for breakfast. Um, <laughs> oh, most of the way through the night. And um, there has been a. Con not a consistent, but a continuous on and off. Complaining from Lily about how cold oh. it is. I find the blankets and I'll wrap her up into a, a burrito. <laughs> Oh, Burrito Lily and they sh shut up. <laughs> Burrito Lily and shove her in, in her carriage. <laughs> um, Burrito Lily. Those of you that slept in tents um, <laughs> are fine. Those... I used Laurent. Hmm? That would be Laurent, Sally, Sally's mum. Estelle, yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> Estella sells one. Who else? Lily, possibly. No, she's she shoved, into a and shoved into a carriage because she's oh, complaining. This is make matters worse. I think Nostriel, we asked her to do the same as what you and me were doing, which, well, I was doing, which was meditate for an hour or two and then boom, work. Um. I don't know what Moen, but she shoved into a tent or she shoved into a Moen doesn't have a tent now. I uh, feel like we're trying to give her carriage. a tent because she needs eight hours sleep. <clears throat> oh. I she can have your tent <laughs> it's not being used. I mean, I would assume that I and my mum would use at least five hours because it'll be like at four hours me, one hour my mum. Okay. <laughs> Four hours you one so hour. So anyone can use the last three hours. Right. Which could possibly be either Lily or Mulwin. The tent's not going to disappear after eight hours, you know what I mean? It's just like... I just need no, 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 no. Yeah, I'm just we're saying. Like looking at how long we have before we're moving again, essentially. You're going to start packing Sleep. up or have breakfast, pack up, and then get moving again, yeah. Yeah, have breakfast on we. I mean, we're in carriages. For those that you, were, those, those that you were camping, um, <clears throat> slept fine. Um, no, really hard ill effects apart from the fact that your 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 camp, your tent itself is now half covered in a snowdrift. All right. Okay. Well, when we're packing it up, I'll make sure to shake the snow off my tent. Yep. Yeah. Kick um, it all. Snow has Make built it like up. we're never there. Snow has built <laughs> up against the uh, the eastern side of the car of the 
the carriages, east and south of the carriages. Um, you can see where the snow has built up against the wheels and against the side, um, where the doors and the steps are at. Um, what provision have you made for keeping the horses warm? Their own, like, it, <laughs> their own coats. Because I don't like being what? out in minus seven degrees, usually overnight. They're near the fire and and then on one side. <laughs> and do they aren't they wearing like some sort of like body they, coat or something? They have uh, some kind of like wraparound thing, but um, yeah. they're still stood in it. They're, they're stood in it. They're stood in it up to the. Where are you going to store some horses? <laughs> I'm just saying. Nowhere. That's where. <laughs> They'll be stored when we get to Rivendell. Okay. And be nice and looked after. Yeah, I'm just saying. Your, your horses are standing. Feeding them carrots. Hours. And giving them pats. And giving them love. Okay. <laughs> the carriage men should give them love too. They're the ones writing the damn things. I mean, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> You get it towards all the people, but there's still the horses there. To look after. Just saying. Okay. This reminds me, we also have a bunch of geese to look at on as well. Oh, the geese have been, like, just constantly, like, you know, like... like geese calling. feed, feeding them, Jesus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you want them dying before getting to Rivendell, jeez. Yeah, that's been cool. You know, <clears throat> while we're having breakfast, we could always, you know, have a geese for breakfast. Their presence do not touch. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, it's just a thought. Without <laughs> presence, do not touch. They need to be alive. Otherwise, they're pointless. <clears throat> well, they won't be pointless for our bellies, but you know what I mean. Okay. You know what I mean. I mean, I mean, potentially <clears throat> just murder one of them. <laughs> the noisiest one. I'm, I'm just, I'm just letting, let you know how what the scene's like when you wake up the next morning. Um, it's still quite dark. The, the sun is rising, but because <clears throat> the sun's rising behind the mountains in the in the east, um, it takes oh, a I long. I can check if the geese have laid any eggs. That's a good point. Okay. Did they? Um, I <laughs> probably would say it was probably too cold. It's probably too cold, and they're in cages. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that uh, makes sense. Two major downsides, I would say. <clears throat> um. So, we could have cultivated them prior. That would be making eggs pop, pop, pop. <laughs> Probably, yeah, maybe, well, more you know. gifts. More gifts. Here's fresh goose eggs. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you, at the moment you have a lot of snow around you. You can see in the um, the brightening daylight um, as it starts to get more and more light. You can see in front of you there is um, probably about 50, 60 miles or so of just flat, open, um, crisp white snow. Um, about a foot deep. Um, maybe deeper in place. 
Um, you can see the road. You can see um, the tops, like um, you know, like half up the trunk to the top of a tree kind of thing, just sticking out. You can see large um, um, uh, clumps of grass, uh, big bushes, and uh, heather and stuff like that, kind of like just pushing up up from underneath, um, like somebody's just laid like a perfectly pure white marshmallow and makes you across the landscape it does not come it's not perfectly close what? Um, hmm? can you repeat that? because you went like oh, oh, did I? yeah it, it, it's like the it's like a pure white uh, <laughs> like icing of uh, snow has been dropped on um, all the moon across the moorland um, covering bushes and hedgerows and um, tufts of grass and things like that. Um, um, up halfway up a trunk of a tree, tops of the trees. Um, so you can still see the contours of the land. It's not completely flat. Um, it's about a foot deep. Um, you can't see anything below that one foot level of the, the snow. So you can't see any, um, the road or path. Uh, in front of you, you can see for at least 50, 60 kilometers. So, so, 50, 60 miles. Okay, it's complete. It, it, it is like open moorland. <clears throat> okay. Mm-hmm. For those that slept in the tents, yeah, it's fine. Um, it was moderately warm. For those of you that have climatized tents, it was it was comfortable. Um, you had a good night's sleep. Uh, for those that did sleep. Um, you f- wake up, you are thawed out, kind of thing. You, it feels okay. In fact, when you open up the tent for the first time, you feel the cold hit you instantly. It is really, really cold. For everybody else who stayed in the carriages, it's really cold, but they've climatized to it a little bit. Um, they find their fingers numb. Um, they're shivering. Um, they're trying to hold the heat in. Um, for those of the, the, them that did sleep in the carriages, it was awkward. It was cranky. You can hear them. Some of them say that they've got sore elbows and like their backs aching a little bit. Um, for those that like you know slept out on the snow themselves, they are icy cold, freezing to the point where they've got. It, it, I mean, who would who would use? My tent after. I don't know. Who would you love? Hmm? Who do you, who do you want to use your tent after you? No after you? one. <laughs> no one. <laughs> yeah, it is the really really cool. Um, this small little campsite. Maybe more when fire fires more. just nothing now. Just <clears throat> burned out ashes. Um, maybe Lily if she's still complaining in her burrito. Lily is. Freezing. Lily can have a tent. <laughs> yeah, it's a burrito. <laughs> Freya's Frey cold as well. And... Oh yeah, Freya gets gets the tent. <laughs> I don't need to burrito her. <laughs> it's good. It's Freya's cold. Um, everybody stayed outside out of the tent. Out of your tent is cold. Uh, those that you, those that you. I mean, uh, I have a spell not. to get rid of frostbite if people get like. They're not got to the point of know. frostbite yet. I mean, a couple of nights of this, yeah, 
there's going to be issues, or if there's a biting Arctic wind, then yeah, it's going to be like that. Off the fall into water, it's going to be like that. I mean, but I mean, it's uncomfortable. Know. It's cold. Um, it's numbing. You can tell me. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know where it is. It's, it's I know I have it. A little bit of hypothermia, but like it's not. It's not got as far as severe as frostbite yet. I think it was like concussion waves, something. Yeah, there's a bone. So CZ. CZ. Yeah. F frost burn relief. Yeah, it's burn relief. Yeah, uh, so it's mild uh, frostbite. So if anyone gets mild frostbite. Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really, really cold. It's really, really icy. Um, and oh. on top of that, people, though, you do have horses with you as well, which are suffering also. Um, they're cold. They're numb. They're moving a lot slower, or they will be moving a lot slower. Um, get them warmed up, but get them moving around. Like, give yeah, them yeah. walkies. <laughs> the hobbits. Jumping on the spot again. Oh, God. <laughs> Poor feet. Their feet must have frostbite. Yeah, they I mean, yeah. I can give the hobbits relief. <laughs> the hobbits are cold. You know, they're free feet, freezing to death. Um, Big ass feet. Yeah. <laughs> Big hobbit feet. <laughs> really, really cold. I mean, one night fine, um, but if you're gonna do this continuously. I'm pretty sure we're getting to Rudo before we have to do this. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, in, for future reference, like, if you're heading yeah. towards the Arctic Circle, you might want to consider, like, this. Uh, at that point, we'd be more prepared for a proper camping adventure rather than just traveling to Rudo for yeah. a wedding. Arctic survival kind of thing, an expedition. That's what this is just an excursion, not an expedition, but an expedition might be coming. Yeah. So yeah. you're going to need a little bit more, like, provision mm -hmm. for this and that and the other. Um,. Morning and complaining, everybody seems to be like just ah. Oh, the, the, the major topic of conversation is it is freezing. It is cold. It's also dark as well. Um, Lily's plodging around in the snow, um, trying to get a bearing of where she's at. She's looking up at the stars. Um, those that she can see and. Um, gauge that position of brightness and try and work out in what direction she's properly facing. Marwin estimates that it'll probably be another five or six hours before you reach the borders of Rivendell. Suggesting that you set off as soon as possible. Start packing up the camp. Mm hmm Looking around. Don't see anybody in the horizon. In fact, anybody would complete fool to be caught out in conditions like this. <clears throat> Egrion is um not it, it it's not like massively inhabited. Um, for the size of the region, it's quite sparsely. Um, 
and it doesn't have a huge population to begin with. Um, you can quite easily navigate your way through it and never see another individual. That's not to say it's not uninhabited, it's inhabited by numerous things. Um, tribes. Um, shepherds. Hunters. Adventurers, that's in your class. Just not in the dead of winter. Packing things up. You managed to get everybody back into their own carriages again. After a quick inspection of the uh, the carriages and the horses, you can tell the horses are tired. Uh, <coughs> it takes a little longer than normal to be able to get them moving. Yeah. Um, they have to exert a little bit more strength. The snow that's built up um, around and under the carriages um, in the stopping area during your camping. Um, makes it harder for them to drag a carriage through the snow now rather than pull a carriage they're dragging it um, Morwen hopes for everybody that you be in Rivendell by later the afternoon Nostriel makes an assumption that maybe Elrond has <coughs> foresight to send out a small party to greet you at the borders of Rohan and maybe escort you the remainder of the journey. Well, that would be fantastic if he does or has. I'm assuming that there will be some form of um... Help on the way? Maybe. Um, hopefully. He looks at Dylan Trust, looks to Selwyn, he says that. Like, do you know of anything like this, Estelle? Well, can you repeat the full thing? Morwen is saying about how Lord Helen possibly have sent out, um, some assistance to escort us the rest. A greeting party at the borders. I have life. no idea. He did not tell me when I last talked to him. <laughs> <laughs> he just said the wedding will be fine, and then and and then I couldn't keep the spell on. Okay. I just got caught. Um, plus, while everyone's having breakfast, I like to go to our carriage. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or um, my, the carriage you, I'm in. The carriage I'm, you're traveling is the second carriage. Yep. Yeah, and take one candle out of the box and then close it over again. Okay. One candle. One gold candle. Yeah. Yeah. Out of the box because there should be two. There is, yeah. So I'll take one out, leave the other mm -hmm. one in, and walk over to Lily and give it to her. Um, In a way that's not as, like, apparent, you know, like, I'm just handing oh, yeah. her a candle. Kind of like, here's here's a candle, Lily. She looks at the candle and she, like, looks at you and she says, You're kidding me. My fingers are free. Didn't see how to do it right now. I can't do it now anyway, I haven't got my stuff. 
What do you mean you don't have your stuff? You don't have any stuff with us. Okay, just hold on to the candle and throw. Alright. Uh, kind of takes the candle. You can see her, her fingers are red. Um, Use the fire, please. <laughs> Finger, the fingers are like red. She's like, it, it's freezing. Uh, and she puts it inside one of her pockets on the inside lining of her coat. Um, but yeah, she, she hasn't got any equipment to be able to prep the candle. I mean, she can hold on to it, but she hasn't got the equipment and the things that she needs to be able to do what she needs to do to make it ready, make it useful. At the moment, it is just a gold candle with no properties. Okay. She wasn't um, expected to be able to do that kind of thing in the middle of nowhere. Okay. Um, I'm going to check on Moron now as well to see how she is, ask her, how did you sleep? She slept worse. Um, it was cold. Um, <clears throat> she lost track of time. She doesn't know how long. Um, if she did sleep, how long she slept for. Um, but it, it seemed like the night seemed to just drag on and then drag on and then drag on. And then she didn't kind of, wasn't aware of it being daytime until she heard other people moving about. Hmm. Well, not to worry. We'll be on the road again soon. Yeah. Um. Yeah, have you, whoever's making <coughs> breakfast has breakfast. Um, Who was making breakfast? I was thinking of it, so I was trying to make hot hot stuff before we kick the the, uh, fire. So, like, Mm -hmm. I'm using some cups to make some hot, like... Made like a... I guess tea or cocoa. Yeah, tea or cocoa, like a bottle kind of thing. Um, almost like a very weak soup Um, it's fine it's not the best nutrition but it's a kind of like everybody's just holding their cups keeping their hands warm from the actual the heat yeah I couldn't couldn't make like a morning soup thing warm Um, hot with like ingredients that are not in the bowl but you know packed away um don't actually notice one of the carriage, uh, the uh, the car- the carriage drivers, the um, coachmen. They seem to pass around a whiskey flask between yeah. themselves. Yeah, to keep them warm. <laughs> good old whiskey. They pass a whiskey <laughs> flask between themselves, yeah. and they, each of them take a swig of whiskey, and then they better not get drunk now. They're driving. <laughs> Don't drink and drive. <laughs> um. Each one of them, as they take this week whiskey, you can see it brings a little bit of warmth to their face. Mm-hmm. Um, Moen makes the recommendation that next time you decide to do this, maybe uh, bring 
holding some um uh, as she's holding onto the cup um just like trying to get the warmth through the actual walls of the rims of the cup into her hands um you see she's like trying to like flexing her fingers but she doesn't flex them quite as far as that she she's capable of just because of the sheer stiffness of them um maybe bring some heating pans or something like that next time yeah I will think about that <laughs> this has a lot of things that, that you know Lauren um, turns towards Dylan fast and pulls his sleeve a little bit and she says uh, will we be experiencing the same back sorry Wesper you're going to have to oh, repeat sorry. That. will we be experiencing the same back um, I believe the weather might be a little less. Annoying. He kind of takes. But we have her, more items. He takes her hand. He takes her hand and says, "I'm sure the lady is still." Will... Uh, see to that there is better travel arrangements for the return to yeah. Tharbard. Sorry, I didn't think about that. <laughs> I did think about that there for a second. I was like, we're going to Rivendale, but yeah. Laurent and crew will be returning to where? Tharbard. <laughs> yeah, where they came from. Um, she's inquiring about whether the conditions will be the similar, like, are they going to experience the same on the way back? Um, yeah, we are. He reassures her that. He reassures her that Lady Estelle will make sure that the traveling conditions for at least what they're traveling in will be better than what they currently are. Oh. Even if we have to pay a carpenter to go with them. In case any wheels break again. What's going to be the new thing? Like, like, well, let's, let's, let's hope not. Yeah, I'll make sure the carriage has their own set of wood. They can make fire. Yeah, like, like um, as you're, you're walking around and start kind of like making mental notes of this and pondering. Freya and Olwy um, come up alongside you. Here you mentioned things like maybe every carriage should have like their own bundle of wood. Um, and that sort of thing. She says, always says, yeah, like a survival pack. Freya says that. It's <laughs> um, exciting about now, isn't it? Yeah, like Fre- Freya's like no, stands there. Made a survival pack before we go. I thought like, oh, we put all the items in the carriage. We'll be fine. <laughs> Um, Yay! Freya makes reference to it's um, that's what the Rohirrim soldiers do when they go out on patrols. Well, it's good telling us that now, isn't it? Um, okay, I'm gonna double check on the hobbits while this is going on. <laughs> Freya makes. I thought I would give them the spell for the first bite on their feet if they. No, no, I'm afraid it makes reference to um, that when the Rohirrim soldiers go out on patrols, they go out for like sometimes for months, and they don't stop during the winter. They go out in the winter as well, um, and they go out with what we call survival packs, 
Um, <laughs> they are bundles of things that they need and require. That, and they also got like these uh, outposts dotted all the way around Rohan, um, which are like survival shelters. Um, might be worthwhile you uh, one of those things here. Uh, worthwhile what? Building one here. Like, for the future. You know. Oh! Right, like right. a chalet. Yes. Like a survival yeah, yeah, yeah. chalet. Yeah. Since we can see that the... the um... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Uh, yeah? yeah, I mean... A survival did... chateau. Yeah, survival Like a shack, like a chalet thing. Survival chalet. Yeah? How do you spell chalet? <laughs> <laughs> We just call it a survival shed. It's a survival shed. Yeah. I mean, okay, it, it, the Rohirrim ones can accommodate maybe 10 to 15 people. A small patrol. Yeah. And she mentions that it's usually kitted out with like, um, with firewood. Blankets and. That kind of thing. Blankets, firewood, uh, dry rations, you know, like. Um, uh, tables, chairs. Fresh water, chairs, table, that, that sort of stuff. Very basic amenities, mm-hmm. no, no luxuries, but they're dotted all the way across Rohan. So when the patrols are out and about and they get delayed by weather or other issues, you know, like plague, famine, that kind, you know, that kind of thing, like with the no go zones, that kind of thing. They can... I think we should start with the major roads to have that sort of thing. For... Yeah, isolate themselves in like, oh, they, could, they can, they can stay in these um, survival shacks. Come survival shacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, she says, yeah. Might be a good idea for you to build one of those, like, you know, if we're going to make this journey quite frequently, Estelle. Yeah, I'm making a note. <laughs> for the future. <laughs> <laughs> put it on the list. <laughs> on the list. <laughs> to be put, to think about doing. Maybe even send it back with, like, Nostriel and stuff, so then they can, uh, put it on the list for things that our buds should do on their travel routes. Mm -hmm. While I'm away. (laughs) (laughs) Add add more to the stuff. Um... Mm Mm-hmm. So always uh, add more to the motions. Right. Um, <laughs> always uh, quite fascinated by what Frey is explaining about these survival shack things. Um, uh, little temporary outposts that uh, patrols and travelers can stay over night in um, and keep warm and keep dry. Um, because the the vast regions of Rohan, it sometimes takes quite a long time to get across, maybe two or three days or so. How um, do they get in, or is it just open out? Like, like... It, 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 I mean, the door itself, it doesn't lock. Is that a security problem? Like, well, you gonna, She it... says, well, there's not real security because, like, either you're staying in it, or you're not staying I mean, like, what are the chances it? that, like, uh, something will be staying in there while, like, 
a patrol goes up to stay there for the night, but there's already some people in there. Well, like other Rohirrim? Yeah, or just not Rohirrim the, people. The, if the Rohirrim were staying there, they would have a, 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 a person on sentry kind of thing, like stood outside, watching all the time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but what if it's not, like, if someone that's not Rohirrim tries to use the shed? And there's someone already in there. Or rather, if a Rohirrim team comes over, they're like they're gonna use the shed for the night, but there's already someone in there that's not Rohirrim. Oh, just a traveler. Yeah. Well, there's usually accommodation for about ten to fifteen people, so there's quite often plenty of space. But like no issues between strangers. <laughs> not really. I mean, she she says it's like it's. It's not, it's not like you're going to decorate it and furnish it with your family heirlooms or anything like that. There's nothing to take or steal. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty much empty. It's just a shed. like Or, or a chalet kind of thing. Has yeah. any has any enemy people yeah, you tried to use the sheds as uh, ambush points? There's... It, it's been tried. Um, goblins and orcs and that have launched attacks against sheds and things like that but they've learned by now that they're not places of any value there's nothing in them i mean there's some food mm -hmm. some firewood and right. some blankets some furs and things like that but any real value no weapons right are kept there yeah but they just don't inside it for a little while hmm? <laughs> What if mm -hmm. the bear went inside and was staying? The bear decided to just crawl inside it. Like across Rohan they're predominantly used by Rohirrim patrols. Um Rohirrim patrols that go out for days. Um and when they go out, they go out to these uh, units, these stations. Um and then they use them stations as like a base kind of thing. Um and then they move from that one to another one to another one to another one. To another one. That's how they do say, isn't it like the person's territory? They've got to like maintain it and keep an eye on them. And... Yeah, that's it. There's it, no it, point it, having these. Built I mean, they're not, area, they're no not built up in the middle of nowhere. They're built up on one. like the yeah. Lord's land kind of thing. So they become part of their jurisdiction to maintain and look after it. Yes. So you've always got to have someone there because you're talking about fresh wood and water and all that. There's got to be someone yeah. checking on it occasionally. It's, it's, so it's, 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 it's yeah, it's service. moved into your, yeah. It's serviced, yes. So if, you're, if you just show up out of the blue and there's someone there, it's like, well, it's like saying, good guys um, or bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, there'll the, the be one near Kalost, for example. There'll be one near Kalost. Kalost doesn't really need one because it's got Kalahad, like, up on the hill kind of thing. But if there was, there'll be one near Kalost. And then Theo would be responsible for maintaining it and making sure it's well supplied but he doesn't keep it locked that's what you're trying to ask yeah 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 he doesn't keep it locked but they have these survival outposts the chalets kind of these, these um, um, kind of like uh, survival shelters dotted around Rohan um, they're on people's land um, and it's the obligation of the landowner to be able to maintain it and service it for the patrols that come out and protect the people of that land. So it's kind of like a, a two-way street. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. The army doesn't, you know, the army doesn't really just turn up and say, "Hey, we need a we need a room for the night. Do you mind if we just sleep in your spare bedroom?" Kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. No, the, there's a, a survival shelter. It's ready. 
but after all, it's there. Just the kind of maintains it, looks after it. Right. Yeah. Yep. The Rohirrim have been like been doing it like this for like centuries. It's well worth um, possibly doing the same kind of thing across the provenance of Thabad, especially if you're going to be making frequent visits to Rivendell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I've already done frequent visits to Rivendell. <laughs> but not yeah. in the cold. Just not in the cold, no. So, yeah. It might be like it says it might be like a long time before anybody uses one. Like a whole year can go by before somebody decides to use a shelter. But mm-hmm. they're there if they need it. Especially Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I made a note. Okay. I am gonna help the hobbits into a carriage. Help the hobbits into a carriage. The carriage is still formations. Yeah. And then get everybody else into the carriages after we're all cleared up. You start packing things up. You put the fire out. Um what's left of the fire at least anyway. Um help everybody into the carriages. Everybody is locking the doors and pulling down the curtains. Lily is still she sat on her opposite you, like adjacent to you. Um sitting there, like blowing on her finger. Um and mm-hmm. holding her hands together kind of thing. She's like slowly rocking backwards and forwards it. It isn't bloody freezing. Yep. Slowly I know, Slowly Please and steadily. Please bear with us one more day. Yeah. Slowly and steadily, the carriages start making their way across. Do I have, like, a spell of warm palms or something? Uh, you've got heat solid. <laughs> heat solid. I don't want to melt Lily. Yeah. No, I think... I, <laughs> I think you, you can you can control Solid manipulation. Time. Um, That's yeah, what you want to look at, because that does... There's uh, warm, warm solid. Stone, warm metal, yeah. warm solid. There's warm solid. So, if I warm a person... Enclosed mentipus. I, I wouldn't go warming a person. I think I would warm something. Like Warm the carriage yeah. itself. Ah, oh, that's true. That's or four carriages the and warm them up. Well, um, it's an area. Yeah, it's an area. Area of effect? Wait, let me get... Depends on what you're uh, doing closed I mean, mentalism. At... Closed mentalism. Solid manipulation. I don't know, all very pre-prepared, ready for my top You're going to say, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything until someone says No, no, it's fine. No, 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 like, no, I'm not saying it until you, you think of that. Yeah, <laughs> I know about solid manipulation. It's just, like... You can heat things up, yeah. You could have done that when you camped out as well. Yeah. Because it's one for 24 hours. Uh, yeah. yeah. I know. Uh, warm. Well, we'll remember that next time. One cubic <laughs> cent... Uh, one cubic... One cube per level, so fourteen cubes. How how many? How much can fit in fourteen cubes? Like, would that be two characters? How, how, or how many? Fourteen cubes. Honestly, I think you can probably do three characters. It doesn't say it's not a concentration or anything like that. It's done, and it lasts for that time. So you can do all three, four carriages. It warm it up. Is, is, is it to what temperature would it warm up to? Uh, we well, can it, do hundred Fahrenheit, unless you want to warm. 
100 Fahrenheit is uh, about what? 60 degrees? Warm solid. Uh, 35. 35 degrees. Yeah, it's um, about room temperature. It's not. That's pretty good. You can warm a cubic foot per uh, up to up to 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, so you can choose. It says up to. It doesn't. It doesn't say like go from zero to 100. It's like up to. You can choose. It's warm. It's not heat. It's warm. Yeah, so without concentration, the material will say the constant temperature if you want to make it change. The duration? It's a touch. The oh, you'd have to touch his carriage, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and then duration is 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah, so I still have to do this spell like four times. Four times, yep. yeah. Yeah, but that's pretty nice. It's a very low spell. It's not like a yeah. <laughs> spell. It's level one <laughs> or yeah, two yeah. or three, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, it's warm, warm solid, yeah. Warm, it's, it's warm a pretty solid. Low one. Uh, one cubic cube per level. So, warm side would be the one you want to do on the carriages, yeah. Yes, yeah, I'll touch the, the carriage. I'll touch the four carriages for these, okay. the level three spell. Level three, okay. For four level three spells, you're gonna burn. I've got wait to get to level. That's three fine. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Do I have to roll for each? Yeah, I do. Was it mentalism or? Uh, yeah, close oh, mentalism. That's fine. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, wait, I am not. I wanted to get the number first, but that's fine. That's fine. I, I found this one while I was trying to look for any camping yeah. spells, and I was like, oh, I, oh, no, I, so I better just look what I've got. And it's like, yeah, for this one, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Estelle. Own realm closed. Own realm closed. 28 plus 84 is 112. Alright. For a level uh, 3 spell. Yeah. So. Yeah, level 14 is level 3. So this is going to be pretty easy for you. I need 83 or less to be able to mine. And it's 55 to it. Okay, good. For anyone. Alright, okay. Yeah. You're doing your own carriage first, yeah? Yeah, I'm not clicking anymore, I'm just chucking it out of them now, because <laughs> <laughs> it's more reliable. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, oh, more reliable for now. The first, the first carriage warms up to whatever temperature you decide to warm it up to, but it, it, it warms up. It no longer feels cold. It feels as if somebody... Oh, no! It's like somebody's <laughs> just gone and, like, turned the heating up. Well... I just demonstrated a roughly <laughs> and I got a hundred. <laughs> oh yeah, no more. So now that's gone. That's gone now. Um uh, it, it warms it's like somebody's just like you know when you 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 call and somebody's just turned the heating on. <laughs> and then you, you put your hands That was on for the, the second carriage by the way, the oh. hundred. <laughs> you put your hands on the radiator and it feels like your hands are just like ah oh, it's getting hot, 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 hot. And it takes a little while for the people who are called to actually climatize to the heat inside. Um, you bring it up steadily. I would say bring it up steadily, so it's it's not such a big shock to go from like minus seven to like thirty-seven degrees. Okay. So I already I did the roll for the second carriage. One hundred and ninety-five. Yeah. It still works. It still works out. Um, yeah, it's fine. 
rubbing this out. <laughs> we'll see for all, all it works for all four. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm rolling good. You start <laughs> I don't want to do like that. Roll. So <laughs> deduct, good. deduct 12 power points. Um, uh, oh yeah, if free, free turns up, 4 is 12. Yep. Yeah, you warm up the interior of each of the carriages to around about room temperature. It becomes actually comfortable and warm now. Um, that'll last for 24 hours, yeah? Yep, 24 hours. And there we go. Um, Lily notices what you're doing. And like, says, well, why didn't you do that when we set off? Because I have a brain now. Okay. <laughs> 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 Magic doesn't always work, alright? <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't always work. I was already stressed out from the wolves yesterday, so I, I you know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know. Uh... Like, why didn't do Don't that? ask me to be working a hundred percent of the time because some days it just it just doesn't happen, right? <laughs> you know, we you know we all have those days, you know. I I think my you know how how your spouse sometimes works, sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes <laughs> our brains work, and sometimes it doesn't. Not <laughs> <laughs> more when in Australia, kind of stick out. Like, we're, we're, like listening to you saying this thing and just yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did Tara use her magic um, heat stone? Nope. Her glow rocks. Not Tara knowledge. No, no she's got no. the heat stones like camp stones. Yeah, and yeah. Like two, two, I've two, never yeah. seen them if she has. She's got two small stones that when she places them side by side, they heat up. Yeah. She never mentioned anything like that, Charles. Well, no. She might not have it on her. I don't know. She hasn't. She hasn't used them. No. <laughs> if she has, none of us have noticed. She also, yeah. it, 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 I mean, you, you can carry them like on your person as well, and if they're next to each other, they act like a body heat, like a body warmer. That's what I was thinking. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, nobody's asked that. Like, you can do. You can. Well, do no that. one else knows about it except for me. I know. <laughs> but yeah, you know, they're like small little blocks, and when they're next to each other. Um, there's a pair of them, and when they're next to each other, they 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 radiate heat. They get warm. Check her bums out when she's walking. She might have two glowy. <laughs> <bits. laughs> she's keeping it. a bum warm. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. Dylan, Dylan tries to check that and see. Right. Yeah. Nobody's. Okay, nobody's you've got, um, they're like hand there, warmers. So yeah, they're like hand warmers. She puts them in her pockets, and she like keeps them as like hand warmers. Take them off, Frank. Just be like. Right, I'm taking these okay. out of her pocket without her even noticing them. Pass some to Laurent. Put these together, you'll be nice and warm. Yeah, you place them. If they're, if they're in proximity to each other, they, can keep, they, they get warm. If you place them yeah. inside each other, they'll actually heat up. Yeah, they don't disintegrate or burn or anything like that, but then you can be separated, they'll cool down again. Maybe yeah. she's ho- holding on to them for dire circumstances. No, that, <laughs> maybe, maybe when she gets frostbite. I would say mm. she's 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 probably got them. Yeah, she's probably got them, but she thinks she's just carrying them like on her person. Maybe she's not. Maybe they're tucked away in a bag somewhere. Hmm. Maybe. But uh, she's not complaining about the cold. Ray is not complaining about the cold. Good for her. 
Lily's doing a lot of complaining. Always not doing any complaining. Lily always complains. She's got a candle. She can light a candle. <laughs> the hobbits are a candle for fire. You'll be fine. <laughs> no, Sally. Yeah. Sally's um, already warmed up one carriage. Shove Lily in that and keep her quiet for. No, I've sh I've done all carriages actually. All right. Well, you've done all carriages, but shove Lily into one of them and move on. She on. is. <laughs> I burritoed her in one of them uh, for the carriages night. Begin, the carriages are moving again. Um, they're nice <laughs> and warm. Uh, they're going to remain warm for 24 hours after much they've like, why did you not do this to begin with? We should have done this. Why can we not? Could, would it have lasted during the night? That's the next question. Does it, does it still work when you're sleeping? I, 24 is, is, hours. Is this, is this Lily asking this question? <laughs> yeah. Right. Since Lily's in my carriage, I'll handle this. Oh yeah, I'm not even in there. Enjoy! Yeah. Enjoy. <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure Cell would have cast it if it was going to last all night. She's probably just done the best spell she can for while we're travelling. So that we're at least a little bit warmer in the colder morning air. Ugh. Well... It'll be better when we get there, I guess. <laughs> oh, we'll be a lot warmer. I'll be sure to remind her of Caster before we set back. You only have it for 24 hours. I'm not going to save you for two days. <laughs> well, you, you can remind her of that, Lily. Yeah. I'll remind her to cast it again. We'll run away back. Oh, wait. Again. Lily's mm. going to be with us anyway. Why am I even like... <laughs> I'm just secretly grinning, like Dylan Trass is just secretly grinning to himself. Like, <laughs> like, uh, hey, I I'm in the not. mood today. Oh, it's it going to be about six hours before we get to it. What? Moen says it's going to be about six hours before we get to Rivendell. Well, at least we're nice and warm for the moment, you know. Yeah. Um, just try and enjoy the scenery as we drive along. I hope we get there for dinner time. I'm freaking starving. Well, didn't you just have two platefuls of breakfast alongside the hobbits? I can still be hungry. Cold makes <laughs> you hungry. Hmm. For all you know, I'm probably burning a thousand calories an hour. Doubtful. I'm not really saying a lot, letting you take charge of the conversation. Dylan Trust looks towards North Jones. How did you, um, how was your name, North Jones? <laughs> Did you rest well? Cold. Yes, well... We all felt the cold, I suppose. I'm glad I'm starting to warm up a bit. Remind me... To... Remind me to... 
inform Estelle about the arrangements we will be making for when the elves do travel west. I'm sure if we saw that will be the first thing that you can mention to her. Mm. If we saw it prior to arriving in Rivendell. She might pick up one or two ideas for future journeys. Would be a good idea to have that, yes. I don't think North, um, Morwen's in the same carriage as other no. than the no. third one. Uh, Lauren uh, kind of like gauges the conversation kind of thing. Um, she says, uh, inadvertently trying to step in for defense. Of Lady Estelle. She says, um, Deltrust, is this the first excursion Lady Estelle's planned? <laughs> I would believe so, yes. Ah, oh, well. Maybe she just needs a bit more practice. I'm sure she'll get... I probably would have had to plan an excursion when we went all the way to Gondor for the wedding. Just, you Which know, wedding? just say... Which wedding? Which wedding? The one in the summer. The one that started this entire journey. The one that started this entire journey that I had to go from Thurbod and then take a holiday and go all the way to Gondor. Calm down. Um, you still came up with everything you overrode. I am ratting. I do believe that this is. Although, like, he kind of ponders for a moment and says, although. I'm fairly certain the Lady of Sill also had one excursion to... Yeah, Shit, somebody help me out here. Where, 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 where are you going? <laughs> no, where were we when we went to see Aragorn and uh, Arwen get married? Oh, Minister. Thank you. Um, I'm pretty sure that the Lady of Sill did go on an excursion to Minas Tirith to see... Um, King Aragorn and Lady Arwen get married, but that was in the summer. So it that, that was that was in the summer time. Less problems to deal with. But, but like you say, maybe she just needs more experience at the the matter. It's not easy traveling in normal conditions. No, I don't suppose it is. Not easy traveling with us either. <laughs> we come up with the best excuses so. <laughs> I mean she's just not as experienced you know it, it, I'm sure this journey be much easier than someone well, she kind yep. of leans over and smiles and goes it certainly is who leans over and smiles? Nostriel yeah, what was who, what, who said what prior to that? Smile. Lauren, like Lauren says. Well, Lauren it. says. Um, I'm sure this journey would be much easier in the summer as well. Just like the journey to Minas Tirith, the journey to Riverdale would be much much easier uh, in the summer. And Nostria leans over and she smiles and goes, "Must have good." Condescending bitch. 
That's what I'm thinking, and it's what Dylan Trust is thinking. It's like, on this ending, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Um. Lily looks down. She says, "I think I can feel my feet now." <laughs> no, wait, they're not mine. <laughs> <laughs> Why do I get the feeling that Dylan Trust just wants to lean out and shout, Huzzah! Well, we can feel her feet! She's rocking a little bit, encourages rocking as it's going across the wilderness of Egrion. Disappears into the distance, and sees encourages from long distance shot kind of thing, just like trailing off. Now you can hear in the distance that, like, come from one of the carriages. I think I can feel my feet again. Oh, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna take my shoes off. No. <laughs> I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you uh, I would keep your shoes oh. <laughs> on, Lily. <laughs> Just cool. before you cut the deal. I think I... you should keep your shoes on, Lily. It will keep <laughs> your feet warmer. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, joy. Things get from bad to just go from bad to worse on yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go practice what's coming ahead, though. Yeah, considering you're heading towards the Arctic Circle, I think it's good practice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I assume you've returned back to the group. Yeah, I mean, I. I found the circle thing, uh, the, the amulet. Yes, you did. Uh, you found the amulet. You quickly, you look at it. I hold it tight. It. You hold it hand, tight, thinking... really gripping it. Oh. it. It feels cold. It's really, really cold, like icy cold. Not not magically cold, just icy cold because it's just been out in the, you know, out on the ground. Um, it feels icy cold. Um, uh, that coldness seems to subside after you, you know, put your actual like hand. Heat into it. Yeah, I just got to turn around and look at the the stones in the house. Go okay. look at the stones in the house. It's not over yet. Not over yet. Then um, I'm gonna get to Macau. It's quiet. Yeah, it's quiet and bleak, and the snow is still falling, um, covering everything. Put my stuff in my bag on the horse. Put your stuff in the bag. Throw it back onto your horse, kind of thing. Saddle up. Climb up on the saddle, and then the final look at the house and a secondary look at the patch of barren earth where you found the medallion. Yeah. And well, then meet up with them. Kick your horse kick like kick spurs on your horse and like the horse just like 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 electric bolts going through it just kicks and just starts belting towards the group. Drive back of the group. Um they've pulled over to the side of the road. Um, very ornate, decorative caravan. Um, as you ride towards it um, on approach, um, Lady uh, Arwen pulls back one of the velvet curtains and sees you arriving. Um, 
Aragorn steps down from the carriage, comes out to join you. I see you back. I thought we lost you there for a moment. No, I'm I'm back. By my reckoning, we'll probably by be at the borders of Lorien by by nightfall. Yeah, I agree with that. It's a small group of Elven contacts uh, have agreed to meet us there this evening. They provide us with supplies and guidance through the gap of uh, the uh, of the Redhorn Pass. That's good. Is there any chance I'll be able to get other supplies for going further north at Lorien for the path after the wedding? We're going to be travelling again further north, further cold. So I need more supplies for that. Looks like he's thinking about something and then he kind of nods and he says, I think it's possible. Need like a man, four man tent, five man tent, six man tent, whatever it is. I don't know how many people will be coming with us, but I need a big tent group of people, you know what I mean? The last ten. I'll keep doing these little, little, little tents and having like multiple little tents. We need a all in one area so we can keep warm. I'll see what, uh, what the group can do for us. I certainly will mention it when we arrive. When we rendezvous with them, most appreciated. I said we make, we make right there for now. Mm-hmm. Kind of like um, climbs back into the carriage before he actually closes the carriage door. He slams on the carriage like outer shell of it, like taps it really heavily twice. Uh, and with that, the carriageman kind of like whips his reins the carriage starts moving again rocking side to side um, going through probably about three or four inches of snow it arrives no at the I'm gonna say you, you I also tell my horses that we're following the carriage now to stop following the carriage and follow me again okay um they fall in behind you alongside you um come to the limelight uh, stream river um, a shallow frozen icy trickle of mountain water that's probably about 30 feet wide and about in the winter time probably about six five or six inches deep the carriage very easily rattles its way through it breaking some of the frozen ice around the edges of the of the stream itself um, your horses following behind so we can go through the broken path yeah it, 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 it's just frozen ice that's been cracked and broken uh, we're still flowing underneath um, it just seems to be very shallow with this particular ford crossing yeah. area um, the water's icy really really icy um, it flows directly down from the misty mountains through the northern territories of uh, Fangon Forest and then Eastward, it continues down to Ilian um, before it joins the Anduin, uh, just north of the walled area. Um, it's very, very icy. Um, like I say, parts of it are frozen. Um, but as the carriage goes through, it breaks those icy edges of the stream, um, cracking the ice. Um, only thin. 
Um, on an occasion, in, in, in occasional places, there's also snow. Um, not very deep, but about three or four inches deep. Cross over onto the bank. Horses are all following you, the carriage is leading away. And it goes for about 30, 40 miles or so. Just north. There's very little in the way of actual roads here. Um, they're just dry earth tracks. Um, there's been no uh, traffic through this area, you can tell by the um, uh, by the lack of uh, evidence in the snow. Yeah. Um, every five miles or so, there's a, a post. Um, at the top of the post is a very old and tattered uh, flag of the Rohan. Um, a green pennant with uh, a white horse. Um, in full gallop, the horse is looking back over one shoulder, like looking backwards. Um, its tail aloft and trailing behind. Um, very old, old, dated pennants. Like they've, they've been here for a long time, attached to these each of these 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 posts. It helps the Rohirrim navigate distance. Um, they are measured out. They are positioned along the main roads. Um, at every five mile interval. That way you can track how many posts you've gone past. Um, and therefore you know how many remains to get to your destination. And the Rohirrim use this as a form of navigation. It takes you about 20 posts to get to the borders of Lorien. You've already passed okay. a, Well, I know that was all the future now. Yeah, you've already passed about six of them. Um, this is where the, you see a similar kind of thing in Gondor, except they don't use wooden posts, they use like stone markers, like obelisk kind of things, you know, like pillars. Um, the Rohirrim use wooden posts with these pennants kind of like fluttering in the wind kind of thing. Um, gone past the sixth marker. The seventh marker. There's very little anyway conversation coming from um, the caravan itself. You sure conversations are taking less now. You sure conversations are taking place in there, but um, what's been discussed, you can't hear. Wind is blowing. Um, you can see snow, uh, clouds, sorry, clouds, um, obscuring the peaks of the Misty Mountains to the west. Um, your experience has taught you that they uh, are heavy snow clouds. Your first thought is you still hope that the uh, Red Horn Pass is still actually inevitable, that you can get through there further north. Second thought is, but I'm okay about going with the second the the second thought is the um, the conditions on the west side of the Misty Mountains would probably be more severe than they are on the east side of the Misty Mountains. Just 
the way the climate is. The Misty Mountains acts like a barrier. Any northerly wind coming down them seems to hit the western side of the Misty Mountains more severely than it does the eastern side. It makes more sense for you to go through the Redhorn Pass from the, the eastern side than to try and tackle it from the western side. I was hope that these elves at Aragorn so highly recommend they're going to be able to get us through this pass. In short term, you make your way to uh, within sight of the borders of Lorien. You come up on the 19th marker. Each one of them looks identical, pretty much. Uh, to all the other previous ones. In fact, halfway through the journey, you kind of almost lose count of how many you've gone past and how many still many. Um, be convinced this is probably the last one. Certainly, the the fringes of uh, the woodland um, look a lot less than five miles away. It goes for a little bit further, about 15 minutes or so, and then stops. Carriage stops. Right. I'll pull up alongside. Pull up alongside. Aragorn kind of uh, opens up the carriage door and half steps out, half hanging onto the handrails that are secured on the inside. Um, so. We'll wait here. According to tradition, or the way it usually goes down, is that they will signal us at nightfall. When we see the signal, then we make oh, we make a move towards them. If we try to enter uh, the forest of Lorien uh, prior to our arranged time, they could well attack us. That seems a bit aggressive. I just understand. I always knew they were like aggressive elves. I always knew it. <laughs> it's just an understanding, a formality, nothing to worry about. Uh, they'll signal signal us at nightfall. Oh, jeez! So... I hope they hurry up. <laughs> In the meantime, you are more than welcome to join us for drinks. Well, we just in the open. Pretty much, yeah. You're in the you're in the open along a an old road. I kind of think it's like up there, an old road that joins um, uh, the northern province of Rohan, north of the of Limelight, um, and south of the the forest curtain of uh, Lauren. What's the wind and weather like at the moment then? Wind is coming down the Misty Mountains, but it seems to be coming. I'll draw it on the map. It, it seems to be coming down from the north, but like in a northeasterly direction. So it's coming down this way. Yeah? So it's coming from the north, but it's coming down and then turning east. Um, the Misty Mountains 
else is acting like a screen, like a, um, a, a protection against anything on this well, side. I don't have to worry too much about horses for a little while. Yeah, anything on this side. Anything on this side, yeah, um, is getting pelted by the northern wind that seems to be coming down, like coming down this direction. Yeah. Yeah. No worries. Okay. Get rid of all that. There we go. Um, so the the mismatch is like, like a curtain. I think it, it, there's a northerly wind, a northwesterly wind is coming down from the Arctic Circle that's hitting the misty mountains. Because the curvature of the misty mountains is acting like a, a, a curtain, a breaker. Um, it's always been like this. Always been like this, and this is what help helps keep Greenwood the Great um, more you know, like, uh, more lush and more dense and more green than, than it normally would be in the past. Um, anything, if you know, you can tell by the climate. I mean, everything you can tell by the the, the geography. Also, everything. Um, there we go. No, that's fine. I just needed to know. Everything this side is all very, all very, very barren. Yeah. Everything yeah, no, this no, side it's all, it's all fine. I just need is to more sure green. Yeah. Yep. Everything this side is more green. Yeah. So this one's all very, very yep. windswept. The western side's all very windswept and open and moorland and just like very open and barren. And everything that is west of the Misty Mountains is more green and more lush. Yeah? Yeah. Just the way the wind is working as well. No, that's, that's all good. Um, yeah, I'll just put the horses to one side and I'll say, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have drinks. Where do you okay. want them? In the car, in the in the in the caravan, in the in the wagon, in the what you want to call it, trailer tent. You know what I mean? In the <laughs> yep. No, I'll, I'll, I'll join him. Oh, this is excellent. Um, you get down off your horse, um, and you duck your head as you climb inside the wagon. Inside, you can find that there is a a bench sofa. Um, again, like. Uh, on the left hand side, another bench sofa on the right hand side. In between, there is on the far side, because the, the, the carriage door itself only opens up on one side, is a, a long kind of like um, shelving countertop. There's various assortments of things on there. Um, it looks like there's drinks, it looks like there's uh, like snacky food kind of thing, like nuts and berries and stuff like that. Um, the bottom of the carriage itself feels as if it's carpeted. Yeah, it feels warm in there. There's, there's no heat source. There's no fire or anything like that. But it's kept warm, literally, by the insulation of various fabrics and um, rugs and things like that. That are, that are literally dotted around the place. Not dot, but you know what I mean, on the floor. Mm -hmm. um, heavy curtains um, line the walls. Um, these curtains can be pushed to one side, obviously. Um, but for much part of the journey itself, they've helped to cover the, uh, the windows. Um, candles uh, on the inside. Um, small kind of like um, not not 
uh, open flame candles, being like like minus lamp kind, the minus like uh, minus lamp kind. Yeah. Yep. Them them kind of things. Uh, swing. Um, from overhead. Um. It's quite warm. It's quite pleasant inside. You see Marisha. Um. Marisha has a uh, a small doll of her. Um, it's a raggy kind of doll. Um, patchworky, kind of old. Um, stitchings come off it a little bit, uh, off one side. Um, Lady Arwen is, uh, looks like she's reading some, um, manuscript of some sort. It's quite a, a moderate-sized book. Um, beautiful calligraphy on the inside. You can't read it. It's upside down and it looks back to front of you, but it, it, you can see the the, decor- the decoration and the artwork inside the pages is beautiful. Um, King Aragorn is sitting just to the left-hand side of Lydia. Um, opens up a small cabinet. That's a bit fancy in here, isn't it? Yeah, opens up a small cabinet. With a little, it's, it's like dark cherry wood, um, red, with a small brass handle. And you kind of like everything's so dainty, everything's so small, but still usable, still functional. Opens it up to one side, pulls it open to one side, only a little five inch door, and then pulls out a small tray kind of thing that slides out, um, like a wooden uh, drawer. Um, and there's two glasses. In there, takes out the glasses, and puts them down on a small little table that doesn't ha- it, it it doesn't have any feet. It just kind of kind of like just like, like flips down from the side um, wall of the caravan itself, falls into place, and then the carpenters have designed it for a purpose of it'll only fall down flat, and then that's as far as it'll go. Um, small joists of wood seem to prevent it from coming down any further. Places the two little glasses out on this small fold-down table. Which is over to a, a round, it looks like a round drum. Puts his hands down the sides of it and turns the lid counterclockwise and lifts it up. And inside you can see it's been segregated off into five compartments. And there's five bottles standing in these compartments. Reaches in and pulls out a small one. One of these bottles. It's an odd-shaped one. Um, It's got a brown liquid in. Pulls out the stopper. Um... Glass orb on the top with a rubber cork attached to it. Pulls out the stopper. Pause it. And pause it. Another glass. 
puts the stopper back in place and then twists the orb on the top and you hear the rubber squeak, like the, the cork itself squeak against the interior of the bottle. Puts it back inside its compartment inside this drum. The drum's only about a foot high and about maybe a foot wide. You'd easily have mistaken it for a small, like a stool. It's a, like a barrel. It's leather topped, by the way. It's like leather topped. Puts the lid, lid, leather top back on. Presses it down and then turns it counterclockwise. Must be some kind of locking mechanism. And then releases his hands off the top. Leans over. There's no room to be able to stand up in here as well. So everywhere, every, if you need to move from seat to seat, you have to kind of like do it hunchback. Yeah. Um, leans over. Keeping his head real low and passes you a glass. 